welcome to another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garcia. Today we have a all-star guest panel. We have Rudy Campos Jr. joining us from Sweep the League. And we have Mac Ben Media joining us from At The Line Podcast. And we also have Robert Trejo Jr. joining us from A Bucking Spurs Podcast. And we also have one part of Spurs and Salsa. I for, I'm sorry, I have to ask you your name again because... I forgot. John. Okay. John we, have John. <laughs> we have John from Spurs and Salsa. One half of Spurs and Salsa. So, yes, guys, it's good to have you guys on. Uh, it, it's been quite some time since I've actually done anything with Two Shots because I've been busy behind the scenes uh, getting things ready for our, our new show that we got, you know, already rolling out here. It's called The Friday Night Takeover, which Rudy is a, a guest on the uh, – not a guest, but he's a host on there. He kind of helps the show go and runs things – uh, for us, you know, uh, which I'm really glad that he does that because Rudy kind of brings the uh, the hard takes, the if sizzle. you kind of speak. Yeah, the sizzle. <laughs> he brings the sexy. <laughs> he brings the sexy to the show. So oh. we're glad to have Rudy on board with us, and we also have Orlando Torres and Jonas Clark as part of the the hosting crew as well. So make sure you all go and check that out. You know, Friday night takeover every Friday from six to eight p.m. Uh, we'd be you know, ecstatic if you all can give us a follow and a like on Twitter at Boodle Sports SA. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the thick of things, so to speak. And hey, what's up, Gail? Uh, she's joining us on Twitter. So shout out to you, Gail. And um, we want to talk about Jakob Portal, you know, and the comments that he kind of made, you know, uh, shout out to you, Jeff Garcia. We got the he's the one that actually brought this to my attention because I saw it on Twitter. And Jeff was a uh, kind enough to write an article that you can go and check out it's up at uh, spurs zone so shout out to jeff and all the good things that he's got going on over there but specifically i wanted to talk about a comment in particular that uh yaka portal said uh he actually said that he would be interested to look at least a few at a few other options and maybe find something that fits the concept better portal portal told the apa but when it comes to my career and my development, my role and playing time are in the foreground. Uh, he kind of hinted that he wasn't against looking at his op options come free agency. He also hinted in that article at the Spurs Zone that he wasn't really happy with his playing time on the team. You know, because he, let's face it, you know, his stats don't really scream at you. They don't really say sexy when you look at them. Uh he is a good, solid backup center, I believe. He can uh, give you some rim protection, you know, something that we really don't have right now. Uh, he's averaging, I think, 1.4 blocks per game. Uh, he's great in transition, uh, pick and pop, pick and roll situations. He can, he, he, I think he's at his best when he's mixing it up out there on the court uh, with, you know, Derek White or DeJounte Murray. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, Trey Lyles came on and, you know, it kind of, uh, took that starting position away from Yaka Portal because, you know, let's face it, Trey Lyles was a better overall player. He can shoot the three, has a mid-range jumper, can kind of spread the floor, play defense, and get to the rim and create his own shot, you know, and he's a good uh, free throw shooter. So unfortunately for Yakov, his playing time dwindled. I can understand his situation. It, you know, when you're playing with the Spurs, playing, playing minutes are at a, a premium, you know, and sometimes you got to do what's best for the team. And even though you put in the work, you sit on the bench. So given the comments, we're going to go ahead and start with John from Spurs and Salsa. What do you think, man? 
uh, do you think Yaka is all but done in San Antonio, or do you think there's still a chance to salvage the relationship? I don't think the relationship's broken, but he obviously wants to play the field. It's just going to be it's going to be weird this offseason because COVID and the economic impact of free agency. Nobody really knows what the salary cap will be or if teams are going to be throwing money around. And he's not the type of player that you can just write a blank check for. You know what I mean? Every team's going to they're going to put their own value on him money wise. And I don't know if it's going to be as high as he thought it was going to be pre-COVID. So I, I think more than anything, the comments suggest that he's not giving us a hometown discount. And he's obviously not happy with his minutes. But I don't know if the grass will be greener once free agency hits. I like I don't know. Jonathan I, Simmons. <laughs> I mean, he got paid, if yeah. I remember correctly. It's just it's a weird market now. Not only because he's he's not a stat machine and he doesn't have the ability to spread the floor, but I think also you have to take into account the economic impact. I mean, we can even talk. I mean, the Spurs are making budget cuts as we speak. Yeah. I think every team's going to be a little strapped for cash. Yeah, true enough, you know. So we just never know how that offseason will transpire with Jakob, I guess. But something to definitely keep an eye on. But let's go ahead and transfer over to Mac Ben Media, one half of At The Line podcast. Let's get your comments on this situation. You think he's going to stay or he's going to bounce? Man, you know what? I think uh, we're starting off with some hot takes already. Having saying Trey Lyles is, is better than Jakob is... <laughs> ooh, uh, <laughs> hey man, it's we not could, sacrilege. The the numbers don't lie, brother. We could spend. An I hour I agree. That. I agree. But I think uh, you know I think where where Jakob excels, Trey Lyles has his deficiencies. I think Trey is, is a perfect um, a modern four, um, you know, position a power forward right now. Yeah. I think the reason why they don't, or at least the reason why Trey Lyles might have gotten the starting position over Jakob is because. LA can't can't move over to the four position anymore. He just he can't he can't. He's too slow to, to guard anybody there. It's okay. Just say um, he's old, bro. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Unfortunately, he, I mean, he's in great shape. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But at a certain point, those power forwards, especially the modern power forwards, they're gonna eat your lunch down there, and he, they're just they're just too athletic, and and he can't move as fast anymore for them and so i think his perfect position right now you know we saw it with timmy also is to transition into that center position and and you know work that post and so unfortunately that came at the cost of of Jakob and trey lyles is that that perfect modern four you know he can he's doing we didn't see him perform very well in the beginning of the season but he started progressing and you know towards the end of the season he was he was getting his rhythm and he was looking really really good um I think Jakob is what hurts Jakob is he's he's a traditional center and so he doesn't space the floor and that's the problem right now. You have a lot of people that can't space the floor or don't space the floor um, consistently and so it's hard to run them out with lineups where you have like DeJounte and DeMar um, and you know and Marco or, or somebody you know Bryn somebody else. It's just it's hard to run them out in some in certain lineups because yeah he's not going to do anything for you for spacing wise um defensive wise i mean he's one of the he's one of the best defensive center or he's one of the best defensive centers that in the league i think i mean if you look at the advanced stats he's up there and i think um i think ty and i were talking about this obviously because it made made huge waves um 
but Jakob is is actually extremely efficient in regards to his his offensive production. Uh, I mean, he works that basket and underneath very very well. He does a lot of the intangibles what you want to see, um, you know, your centers do. He's a great inside presence. Um, he can block shots when he needs to. I mean, that's why they call him block up Pearl, you know, because he, he does have those shots. <laughs> he does have the ability to block the shots. Shout out I Jonas. Mean, and, shout out Jonas. Yeah, <laughs> shout out Jonas. He he Ooh. does the things that that don't show up on the stat sheet. And I think that gets overlooked when people, you know, start talking about Jakob. Now, I don't think the Spurs should overpay for him. Uh, yeah. You know, if if he gets, a, you know, if he gets a contract with somebody that pays him, 14, 15, anything more, which I don't think is going to happen. But if he gets a contract, you know, in the high teens, I don't think the Spurs should match, match that. I don't think he's, I mean, right now, he probably should be like a, a Bryn Forbes salary, like a 10 to 12, you know. Um, we overpaid 10, for Bryn Forbes. That's all I'm saying. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and there's a, there's a lot of that. You know, in recent years, there's a lot of these contracts that kind of just boggle your mind. And, um, so, yes, I hope the Spurs don't overpay for him, and I don't think they will. You know, we saw it with Boban, and we saw it, you know, with Jonathan Simmons, where they said, you know what, go and make your money, go do what yeah. you need to do elsewhere. And so, hopefully, we, you know, the Spurs make a smart decision at this point. Um, you know, I don't think they're going to offer Jakob a huge, 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 um, huge contract. So, ho- hopefully, nobody else out there looks at Jakob and says, you know, we're going to give you 15 million because if they say anything above 12 million, you know, we might have to cut loose, unfortunately, even though I'm a huge, I'm a huge Jakob Pertle fan. I'm saying that right now. No more portal jam if he leaves. No more portal jams. You can't, you can't have the block lobster there anymore. Like that's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, let me give a shout out here real quick. Uh, Tim Rodriguez, Ted Rowe, uh, they're watching here on YouTube. Uh, And Tim had some interesting stuff to say. He says, Oh, it was, yeah, Ted Rowe, he says, ha-ha, Jay Sims, is he even playing anymore? Actually, nope. he's not. <laughs> no. He's not. He hasn't no, he's been not. in the league. Uh, Tim Rodriguez says, Joe, let's be honest. Jakob is a goner. He's going to leave us and get money somewhere else. And you Tim, know what? And I, I, I respect that. Like, And if yeah. he does, yeah. honestly, I respect it. You know what? Go do your thing. Unfortunately, you know, the way the Spurs operated this season left a lot of question marks in a lot of people's heads. So... I, you know, there's nothing we, there's nothing I can do. Like it's just like, I, I can't, I can't fault him for leaving to want more playing time yeah. when the team, you know, that we support is not giving him more playing time. Well, next year he'd be entering his fifth season in the NBA, and as he stated, he spent two years with the Raptors, and people were asking, they wonder if his numbers were better with the Raptors. Actually, they were not. His numbers no. are better with San Antonio over the course of the last two seasons, uh, specifically his, uh, his blocks per game actually are higher with the Spurs than they were with the Raptors. But I think it's by like maybe a tenth of a percentage point. I believe in the second season that he had with the Raptors, which was that 2017-18 season, I believe is he had 1.2 blocks per averaging per game. And with San Antonio, and that's, the season, that, that's the season where he had his most minutes. Out of his yeah. four NBA seasons, um, that second year was his. But even then, it was at 18 minutes. So he gets 16 now. Yeah. So he's never really been, even in Toronto, been given the minutes that he wants. Yeah, but his point production per game uh, was at its highest with the Raptors in that 2017-18 season at 6.9 points per game. But with San Antonio, he's averaging, in his first season, I believe it was 5.5 points per game in the second season, uh, which is still going on here. It's 5.3 points per game. 
And but it is limited minutes. He's not getting those minutes. I think what Jakob is, in actuality, he's a solid backup center. You know, that's really what he is. And unless Damn. he unless Damn. he is okay with that, and and he can own that role, he can flourish in the Spurs system. But I think he's young. He's a young player. He's hungry, and he wants to be in that starting position. He wants to get those minutes. But unfortunately, maybe that Spurs system isn't the right fit for him. Is what I'm saying. But his, listen, but it's his, not. It's not his fault. It's not his fault that he didn't get the run at the end of this season. No, it's not. Uh, when when Lamarcus, no, let, 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 yes, let me tell exactly. Let me tell you why. When Lamarcus went down that very next game, Jakob started against Orlando, played what about five minutes, got hurt, and then who who's the next guy up? What what were the Spurs forced to do? Call up Drew or start uh, Trey Lyles at the five? Yeah. You know, I mean, they're they're either gonna do one of those two things. So I understand his frustration, but I mean. He that was a golden opportunity for him, and it's just real unfortunate he went down. Yeah, because um, he, he does a lot actually, of good he, things. He for was us. getting some. He had some steam going in too. He was actually playing, I think, at a higher level, and he had that momentum going in. It was just unfortunate that he had that injury. Yeah, ja- mean, Jakob just he just hasn't really gotten the opportunity this season. No, no matter how you slice it, in the beginning, middle, or end, to showcase how much he improved from yeah. last year. Because I think I think right. what we have seen is that he has improved. He's like right. doing these things we've never seen him do. But you see it one game, and then he doesn't play, and you know he plays five minutes a game the next the next game. You know what I mean? So it's just been rolling consistent, and that's frustrating, especially when you're in a contract year. This yeah. is your year, just like it is for Bryn Forbes. This is big year for Bryn to go out and and do something with it. He's a restricted free agent, he, so he is can Yaku. go. He can go. <laughs> I I think I think the I think where where Jakob really his his importance comes into play is advanced stats, and I know some people are are all all about or some people are all about it and some people are not so yeah. but you look at like his per 36 minutes or his per 100 possessions and i mean his his offensive rating and defensive rating are some of the best like per 100 possession possessions this this year alone his offensive rating was 125 and his defensive rating was 108 yeah. so like in in toronto he was always he was always second fiddle because you had jonas valanciunas there for for a while and he never really got the starting opportunity and then when he came here obviously he was of course the, the second fiddle again because la was kind of in that in that transitioning from a power forward to, to the center position so it's like i mean you're absolutely right he's never really had the opportunity to showcase his skills or at least be you know counted counted as the the number one center yeah so but let's go has, ahead and pitch to Rudy really well. here. I want to get Rudy's opinion. Rudy, uh, what do you what do you got to say about Yako? He's gone or he's he's going to stay? Well, I mean, truth be said, I'd like for Yako to stay. I loved seeing him when he was at Utah. I mean, I figured you know, seeing him playing at Utah, he was going to be he was going to be a real beneficial player in the NBA. He was going to help the team out where they needed. And it's not in the scoring position. It's not you know being this playmaker on offense or whatever. His whole key is defense. Yeah. I mean, you have a rim protector. And yeah. today's NBA, yes, it's a jump shooting NBA. It's a crybaby NBA. It's everything <laughs> that we've all said it is. But you still need a rim protector. I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge isn't going to protect the rim at all. I mean, he likes to camp out on the outside 15 feet and beyond. So he's not going to be in the paint anywhere. You know, and also they're right. These guys are right. You know, these these uh, stretch fours are just going to eat up LaMarcus alive. But what Jakob gives you is he gives you two things. And Mac, Mac was actually correct. I mean, these are stats that, you know, Spurs Twitter doesn't really look at because they love the points per game. They love assists per game. They love all that stuff. What they don't see is, you know, the behind the scenes stuff. 
you know, this guy is probably one, if not the best guys in a pick and roll, you know, setup. Oh, yeah. I mean, excellent screener, excellent pick and roll guy. That is so beneficial in the NBA because it opens up your shooters. He can set his screens on, on the offside of the ball, you know, off the ball. And that will open up your shooters like a Bryn Forbes, who some of us like, who some of us don't like. But don't be, you don't are be, getting there's a no guy. Bryn Forbes slander here because Jonas will get on you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I thought he was there somewhere. No, um, but no, you're getting the little things. And is he worth the 15 million that, you know, a team may come by? I don't think so. But at the same time, who the hell else are you going to get? I mean, are you going to get the same production from Madrid Eubanks? Chemezi Metu is pissed uh, off at the world. So I really don't want to even mess with him when it comes to playing for the Spurs. The Marcus Aldridge, the guy's not even on his last leg. I mean, he probably doesn't have any legs anymore. So I'm not counting on him. <laughs> Who do you have left? You have Lucas Simonic at 6'10", who still needs to put some meat on the bones. He needs so to be he's not eating be some ready. Burger Boy, Rudy. Well, yeah, he needs to be <laughs> Burger Boy. Yeah. Burger Boy. But, <laughs> you know, I, I think you have to, when it comes to the comments, you've got to understand, we were not pissed off at Tim Duncan when he went to Orlando for free agency. I mean, you've got to give these players the opportunity to see what's out there. You can't just expect them to stay in silver and black their entire career. He's looking for playing time. Will playing time be there? I think so. I mean, you're going to get more playing time as he stays here in San Antonio. But I don't fault him for wanting to go see what's out there. Because if a team, which has been proven, I mean, we can throw out names. You know, Jonathan Simmons. You can also throw out who, um, what is it, maybe a, a – Jaron Jackson, some of these other guys who made names for themselves as a spur, Gary Neal, you know, other another guy. And they say, you know, I'm a test for agency. Oh, you're giving me $30 million. Okay, fine. And Spurs are like, you're not even worth 30 cents, bro. But, you know, you go ahead and you do your thing. Let's you not forget Captain Jack either. Captain Jack. <laughs> Screw that guy. That guy's definitely off the deep end. Um, no, no, no. But for Jakob's sake, you know, He's got to test the waters. I mean, I, I totally get it. If a team's not going to offer you, say they offer him $14 million, the Spurs are $14 million, yeah. it's the same thing. But that team says, hey, you're our starting center, 20-plus minutes a night. We're going to use you. That's where he wants to go because, obviously, he wants to play. I mean, yes, these guys are all about the money, but you do have the rare breed like Jacob Perto who – Looks at the money and says, okay, but I want some time. I want to play the game that I love. I grew up on this game. I want to play it. If the Spurs can't offer me minutes, then what am I doing here? So kudos to him. You know, hey, go see what you can get. Yeah. I hope Jakob does stay personally. I love the way he plays. It's so amazing to see him and Derek and him and DeJounte run that pick and roll. I want to see it for years to come. But, again, if we lose him, we lose him. Spurs fans don't get upset. It really, it really comes yeah. down to Marcus Aldridge, man. I mean, he'll never, yeah. he'll never get the minutes as long as he's there. Or, or, I mean, hey, a year ago, we we wanted to play double big basketball with Paul Gasol and Lamarcus Aldridge, and I know he's not Paul Gasol, but um, well, Paul Gasol came we, to the Spurs a couple years too yeah. late. But that was that was a lineup that that was a lineup that we expected to see Jakob and Lamarcus in the beginning of the yeah. season. I don't know if y'all remember that. They did, that, yeah. That was something that was talked about on Media Day that Jakob came out and said that they've been doing a lot in training camp. He was like, yeah, that's something that well, – that's what he told us, right? <laughs> but they they, – I don't know how many times they pull the curtain in front of our eyes, but um, it's just disappointing. We didn't get to see that at all. Yeah. But is it I because mean, he needs – like, Pirtle, he excels if there's shooters around him, right? Because he's not going to stretch the court. Yeah, is it yeah. more of a, a roster deficiency throughout the first team? I mean, maybe that's why Pirtle's on the – 
second team unit where there's a few more shooters, he just kind of fits better with Patty and Marco. And because I mean, the first unit doesn't have the yeah. stretch. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think it's more of a fitting, mm-hmm. it's nothing against him or where he fits. It's just on this particular roster, he's better suited to come run with the second unit. Yeah, let's just say Lamarcus has just screwed the Spurs for the entire time he's been here. As you can tell, Rudy is not a fan. Rudy is not a fan. Well, no, because in the way I've seen it, I mean, let's let's be honest, man. Let's go back to Kawhi real quick. The whole thing behind the scenes was brave. The the whole thing behind the scenes was, you know, it kind of was being said and you know out there was that he does he didn't want Lamarcus to be a Spur. I mean, it was taking away the spotlight basically from Kawhi. Kawhi, it was Kawhi's team. So, Pop, you know, remember the time when LaMarcus was crying at the draft, the night of the draft? You know, I don't want to be a spur, and Pop had to convince him to stay. We don't, we were not going to trade you. We want you to be here. So he had to be convinced to stay. This was the whole before the whole Kawhi thing itself on draft night. I think that was the night they drafted DeJounte Murray. Yeah. And, you know, this is all, like I said, stuff that was said behind the scenes and everything. But you can't get anybody to play. I mean, LaMarcus slows the game down big time. In this NBA, it's a fast-paced game. You've got to have quick guys. LaMarcus is slow. I mean, when he trots up and down the court, it's just painful to look at it. I mean, it's like watching Rasho Nesterovich and these guys run up the court. You know, it takes him forever to get back on D. It takes him forever, you know, to get back the offense set up. To me, it's just this whole LaMarcus Aldrich project. It screwed the Spurs since he's been here. And this is something where Jakob could actually shine on because if he does leave, then we're going to see Jakob come up a little bit more. You're going to see an actual old school spur system because it was always four down with Tim Duncan. Then it went to pick and roll ball movement. And that's the way I see it when they're with Jakob and no LMA. There's more ball movement. LMA has to have that ball in his hand every single position. If not, you know, he goes back to the locker room and cries in the shower. I mean, he that's the way LaMarcus is. So, you know, Wesley Perkins says LMA is a Spurs killer. Wesley's with me. A lot of people may say the same way. Yeah. But that's how I feel about it. And that's where I think Jakob will shine in the Spurs is if LMA is kind of pushed off to the side. Yeah. But you're, you have to get those L- touches, you know. But LA's what? He averaged, what, 20 a game, 18 a game? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't yep. think Pirtle would ever in his life. No, no, no. no. Well, I'm not he saying he'll do that. Sniff it. But no, I mean, no, if he's we- not going to average. He's just going to be that dimension <laughs> – that the Spurs need. In other they need, words, they need a defensive anchor. We need the anchor. points. Like, there's not a without Aldridge. I mean, because we're going to go into the to Disney without Aldridge. Who besides DeRozan is going to consistently score for this team? I mean, I think you leave that up to. Hey, hey, it's, it's Patty Mills. Oh, yeah. Lord, yeah, I mean, he's the next. Hey, I'm not. Scorer. I'm not saying that that's the greatest thing in the world. That just goes to show you who it is. It's not yeah, Lonnie. It it's not Derek. It's not Dejounte. Yeah. You know, those guys. It's honestly, it might be Trey. Trey, because Trey showed that he can do it there at the end of the season, but Whoa. probably, probably play. Uh, what if Trey Tyler Lyle. Zeller gets minutes and he shows yeah, out? And he <laughs> I mean, if he gets anything from his brother, like Cody that. Zeller, if he gets Cody Zeller, you know, some Cody Zeller juice, then hell yeah, why not? He's got that Zeller DNA, but I don't know if it <laughs> it fell that far away from the tree, man. I, I think mean, yeah, he's just a body. This is crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, just a body. I think I honestly, if you if you take away. LA's minutes and his and the and his usage that's that gets spread out through everybody offensively offensively yeah you're gonna have you're gonna have DeJounte being able to take a lot more shots or at least control the ball a little bit more I mean DeMar's still gonna get his 20 30 points whatever he gets 
I think Lonnie's going to have, you know, hopefully we see the showcase of the younger guys. So, you know, Lonnie should, I mean, we've seen what Lonnie can do. We've seen, we've seen Lonnie literally beat the Houston Rockets like by himself. Like he, he literally willed that game. So if that's, if that's his potential and what he can accomplish, I mean, I would say go all for it, go for it, Lonnie, you know, you score your points, you get your buckets because that's what they're going to need. Um, it, it, I mean, you guys are absolutely right that they're going to lose a lot of offense. They're going to lose a lot offensively because LA is not there. Yeah. Man. But I think I think the guys I think I think giving those ball touches to to Derek to Lonnie to Dejounte is only going to help. And even Trey, I mean, because Trey Trey had to defer a lot to LA. And yeah. you saw him whenever he got the ball at the top of the key, and then he like ran in and he kicked out. He was always looking to go in first instead of like scoring. Yeah, so, yeah. and and Trey was a pretty. I mean, he started developing to a pretty damn good three point shooter. So, I mean, if he can carry that into this, you know, glorified G League yeah. summer league. Look thing, at what yeah, Ted then, Rose says, Spurs Mac. He says Lonnie is not confident enough yet. Hey, I can again, see that. Again, he he's not confident because he never got the ability to be confident in the season. It takes time. It takes time. That's right. So Dejounte had a quote. Was it a week or two ago? Where they're saying they're trying to earn the minutes mm-hmm. in practice. Yeah. What do you think it is about Lonnie where he doesn't? Where he's not? I don't want to say not earning, but. Using DeJounte's words, he's just not earning those minutes in practice. I mean, you know what it is with Lonnie? I can tell you specifically what it is. When you go and you watch these games and you look at the highlight reels or you go and look at the tape, Lonnie is athletic. He's quick. He looks sexy up there jumping, you know, he's got these springy legs. But he needs to learn control. I think he needs to learn when to actually use that explosiveness and that athleticism because you can't just be running down the court. If you're not under control, and I think a lot of times he gets ahead of himself, and because he doesn't have that control and that focus, what happens is he kind of winds up missing an easy layup, or he, the ball might fly out of his hand, and it happens with younger players. But that can be corrected with more minutes, you know. So it, exactly, it all comes down to it all comes down to the opportunity for him yeah, to do that. Exactly. We saw again, and I'm going to defer back to the Houston game because that's. That's honestly his 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 shining moment, and that's what we should hold him to. That's the bar that we should hold him to. And so, if he can if he can have that same confidence going, I mean, even in the rest of his career, I mean, this kid is going to be extremely special. And that's what the Spurs need to start realizing is a lot of these the younger guys, the youth, yeah. you know, the youth, they're incredibly athletic and they're incredibly versatile. And that's the way the game is going. You know, you need to play those guys more minutes than anybody else you need to have the ball going through them because they're the ones that are going to be getting you points and defensive and defensive things you You got to see what they have if they're your future you know before you wind up losing them to free agency but what are your thoughts on that john from spurs and salsa uh what do you think man do you think that they need to give the the youth some more run in this uh upcoming restart for the nba i think they should do it for the re for this disney bubble thing because Again, Aldridge is gone. There's a lot of minutes to be had. Spread it out with those guys. I think the problem is they're all roughly the same type of player. So it's you've got a log jam with Derek White, DeJounte Murray, Lonnie Walker, even Keldon Johnson. I think Keldon did enough with his run to end the season where he's earned 
minutes. I almost think Keldon did more with his time consistently than Lonnie did. But there's a little bit of a log jam. But I think if you play some small ball at Disney and just say, you know what, it's eight games. We're not realistically going to make a run. But let's just let's treat this like a I know someone just called it a glorified G League uh, tournament <laughs> or summer league. Treat it like that. Then give them give them, give them the run. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. If you want to completely treat it like that, I'm all for that. Because one, they're either going to shine and maybe even sneak you into the playoffs <laughs> or they're or they're going to bomb and you just bettered your lottery chance. Either way. Yeah, they're not going to increase their lottery chances. They're not going to hurt it. Uh, They already said that with this eight-game stretch that they have. So it doesn't matter. Well, they can hurt it if they make the playoffs. Well, from what I heard from the NBA, it didn't matter. They said that the actual NBA draft, their pick, was already locked in, you know, prior to the restart. I thought if they made the playoffs, they're not in the lottery, right? No, they're still in the lottery. That means everybody is? I I don't know. Well, the teams that didn't make it or get the invite, they're still in the lottery as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know they are because they're not even they don't have a shot at it. But yeah, I think treat it treat it as a, a summer league tournament. Um, but you're putting them in real crucial minute situations because it's basically a playoff, yeah. especially for the Spurs. They don't. I mean, every game. I mean, they can. They realistically could not drop more than two games, and make it into the playoffs. So right. e- every game will be crucial. Give them, give them the time, especially with you know again with Aldridge out, maybe run a small lineup, a real small lineup. Yeah, you, you couldn't, it couldn't hurt, you know, just to see what you got out there. Because let's face it, some of the lineups that they've run this season have looked pretty bad, you know. Uh, especially, well, they were still in win mode. They they didn't accept rebuild. Yeah, which is a whole other subject. But yeah, because they were running out there. Remember when they were running Marco and they had Bryn out there on the court. That was that was absolute trash, you know. You knew that if you had a lead, it wasn't be it wasn't going to be long before they uh, the opposing team came back and all those ten that ten point lead you had all but evaporated, you know, because there was no defense out there, um, and you had streaky shooters to begin with, you know. I mean, let's face it, Bryn and Marco are streaky, you know. They can get hot and they can knock down some shots uh, from time to time, but the thing is, is, I don't think they do it consistently, you know. Um, especially well, Marco. Team does. Yeah, exactly, dude. And that's the thing, you know, I've been telling people for most of the season, you know, the Spurs have been pretty inconsistent. You know, it's been an up and down season. It's been a hard, a hard year for a Spurs fan, you know, but we have this, you know, resurgence now with the restart of the NBA. So we're going to go ahead and kick it into our second topic here. And that's going to be predictions. You know, the Spurs are set uh, to start their scrimmage on July 23rd. They're going to be facing the Milwaukee Bucks at 2 p.m. Then on July the 25th, they have the Brooklyn Nets at 3.30 p.m. And to end the the three-game scrimmage, uh, it's going to be July 28th. They play the Indiana Pacers at 3 p.m. So these games are, you know, just warm-up games to get everybody back in rhythm and get them used to the the new facilities. Because let's face it, the wide world of sports facility out there, me and Robert have already talked about it, talked about it with Rudy a little bit. It's nothing more than a glorified convention center. You know, it's yeah. not the best uh, setting to have uh, the restart for the NBA season. It is what it is. It's a neutral site. Uh, no team has the advantage. And let's face it, when you look at the pictures, it, it doesn't look sexy out there on that court. There's Everything's really close together. I, I don't know how they're going to wind up uh, being able to play uh, games on these courts, but we'll, we'll see what the NBA comes up with. 
But, you know, given these uh, scrimmage games that are going to be coming up, and then for the regular, the restart of the regular season for the Spurs, their eight-game schedule is going to kick off. The first game will kick off on July 31st at 7 p.m. against the Sacramento Kings. And then they go to, oh, God, I can't even see that. August the 2nd, here we go. 3 p.m., Memphis Grizzlies. Then August 3rd, 7 p.m., Philadelphia 76ers. And August the 5th at 3 p.m., the Denver Nuggets. August 7th, 12 p.m., they're going to face the Utah Jazz. Then August 9th at 2 p.m., it's the New Orleans Pelicans. August 11th at 1 p.m., Houston Rockets. And then August 13th, it says, to be determined, they're going to face the Utah Jazz. So they got the Kings, the Grizzlies, the Sixers, the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Pelicans, Houston Rockets, and the Jazz again. They played the Jazz twice. Rudy. Give it to me, man. You know that the great Chris Duell gave us a prediction of six and two. Jonas says that he still believes in miracles and he still believes that the Spurs can win the chip this year. Because if you don't believe in miracles, you're not a real sports fan. And he told me that to my face. And I said, I'm just being realistic, bro. I'm just being realistic. So, Rudy, go ahead and just lay it on us, man. Good or bad. It's funny that Jonas says, like, you know, you got to believe in sports miracles, but they only seem to really happen in the movies when they're scripted. So I need to talk to Jonas about that again. You know, hey, I leave milk and cookies every Christmas because I still believe in Santa Claus, too. So if you're looking at the schedule itself, I'm confident that Crystal will take the six and two mark. I just voting no confidence in it together because I'm reversing it. I see two and six. Uh, I mean, the damn, Kings, I say, damn, I say the Kings. I, I'm sorry. I'm like I said, you know, I'm probably going to get beating, Rudy? by you guys at the end of the show. He's the so. Russian Rudy. judge. He's Rudy. the Russian judge, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Rudy, who are we beating? I, you know, I got to give a game to the Kings. Obviously, I think we will be able to handle the Kings. Outside of that, man. One of the Utah games. I just I'm picking one of the Utah games. I don't expect them to beat them twice. I can see three and six beating Utah twice. You know what? I can even you know tickle Jonas's belly a little bit and say they may get four wins out of this. But <laughs> that's just, what Wesley says. Wesley says yeah, they're I mean, going to go four and four. I don't see it. I mean, Memphis they handled the Spurs you know pretty well this season. The 76ers, I just think they have a little bit. They have a little bit better team than what we got. For whatever reason. I told Jonas last night, you know, because he was interrupting my wheel of fortune time since I'm an old man. I told Jonas <laughs> that the Denver Nuggets, they don't strike me as a team better than the Spurs. I mean, at all. I think the Spurs on paper and in overall have a better team than the Nuggets. But I just don't think they can beat them. You know, Denver just for whatever reason can't beat them. Obviously, the the Pelicans, you know, you've got the whole youth going there. So they're just going to run them out of the building. Harden's going to travel his way to a victory against the Spurs. I mean, we all know that's going to happen. It's just those Jazz. One of those Jazz games and one of the Kings games. I have them going two and six. But let me reverse it before I kick it back to you guys. It depends on what we see in these lineups and rotations. Because if Pop lets the nuts drop and let them hang on the court, and play some of these younger guys, then I can see that win total coming up. Because, you know, I I think if you get a line, I'm going to throw a line up here. You throw up Jakob out there because Zeller and Jakob are kind of the same player. I mean, they're just around the rim. They're doing the dirty work. Yada, yeah, okay. Yeah. But if Pops Zeller's says, a you know better what, free throw shooter. 
Well, yeah, I mean, that's true. But if you go with a DeJounte, a DeMar, because you're going to need some scoring, and then you throw in a Lonnie Walker and a Keldon Johnson to go along with Jakob, I mean, that lineup right there, even though DeMar's not a defender, I like that lineup because it's a defensive lineup. That's a real small You're going to work hard on the defensive side. You're going to create turnovers, and then you have the speed of DeJounte and Lonnie. I mean, getting them on a break would be pretty awesome. So that kind of lineup is defense first. You know, you can even throw Luka in there to kind of stretch the floor a little bit, but it gives you a 6'10 player right next to Jakob. I mean, it depends on what lineups we see. If we see Pop go with a certain lineup, you know, like with youth and maybe, you know, a little bit of DeMar Shriek, a little bit of DeMar, leave Marco on the bench. Bryn Forbes, you know, hey, we love you. We may use you in the last two minutes of the game because we used you the entire season and we don't like you. Um, you know, but you've also got other guys, you know, like Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay can get his few minutes in there. Patty Mills as well. I just think we need to see what lineup's out there. If it's going to be the same run-of-the-month lineup that we see this whole season, 2-6 and six at best. 0-8 oh would probably be the ideal thing to say. It's just not going to happen. So but if, if we they get run the new trash lineups, lineup, if we get lineups, new rotations – What's that? If they run the trash lineups, you're going to watch the Spurs oh, yeah. game on mute and tune it, in and turn the volume louder for Wheel of it's Fortune. A, the Spurs playing Orlando, <laughs> let's be honest, man. Let's all be honest, guys. Is the, Spurs, the Spurs playing Orlando, it probably shouldn't have happened. I mean, yeah. they were out of reach of the playoffs. They were, what, five games at the end of the season out of the playoffs. It just probably shouldn't have happened. But they're there. So, hey, make the best of it. Pop needs to just see what he has. He knows what he has in DeMar. He knew what he had in LMA. You know, he's got some of these guys already. I know what I got. Let's see what we got with this Lonnie Walker with Keldon Johnson lineup. You know, we've got Luca. Hey, Quinn Derry's there. Let's get him a little bit of run. It's just eight games. I mean, are you really expecting to win the title? Probably not. So just use these eight games as let's see what we got on the floor. Let's see what we can work with for years to come. So, again, two and six is my best, my best guess. Uh, just depends on the lineup. If Pop, you know, lets it free reign and goes, you know, with young with youth, I can see four wins. I can maybe see five wins because these teams are going to be competing, you know, youth on youth basically. And I think the Spurs youth have a lot of lot to prove, especially you know with two of them getting major haircuts. So <laughs> definitely, I think yeah. it's two and six if Pop plays those other lineups. It could go high. It could go a little bit higher. Well, but... I'm going to pitch it to to Robert, but Robert, before I pitch it okay. to you, Jonas actually said something interesting rudy he said that he heard rudy gay's comments uh something to the effect that coach pop had hinted that they're gonna wind up going with some of the younger players a little bit more in this eight game stretch you know well see rudy's don't lie i mean i can tell you that from experience. <laughs> <laughs> so you have that I think we can drop the uh, mic. That was a good one for the for the whole yeah. for the whole show. Rudy just dropped it right there. <laughs> Set the standard yeah. for you. So you got some big shoes to fill now, Robert. Give us your take on what your uh, predictions are. Yeah, the predictions. If you if you want a number, I'll, I'll feel comfortable at four and four. But it, it's it's true, Rudy. You're you're absolutely right. It really just does depend on what the hell we see gets put on the floor when we get to Orlando. Because if if we do see a, a lineup or just more look. If Patty Mills and Rudy Gay are, are some of the top minute getters on our team, we're, we're probably in a little bit of trouble. But if we come out and we let these young guys run, who knows? It's not that we know they're just going to be better. Yeah. It was just, it's, just the, it's just that the fact that we just don't know what we're going to find out. Nobody does. The whole league doesn't know. We don't even know. 
right? So if we go out and kind of go ahead with with um, a DJ, Derek White, um, heavy, you know, rotation with those two guys on the same floor, you open it up for some of these other guys, like you just said, uh, the possibilities are endless. Um, and I kind of think what Rudy's talking about, Rudy Gay is talking about is kind of echoed by this by the social media of the Spurs. I don't know if y'all agree. But everything that they're putting out right now is DJ working in the gym, Lonnie working in the gym, shoot Jakob working in the gym. Um, a lot of these young guys getting to work. Uh, so I would agree with that. And I, I think four and four is where I want to stay. Uh, depending, I mean, after after that first game against Sacramento, which I don't think is going to be easy, but uh, I think we have a good shot at it. Uh, that'll tell us more. And until then, I just kind of got to wait. Hey, Rudy. I don't want to get to. It changes day to day, man. Day to day, it changes. Hey, Rudy. Ted Rowe from uh, YouTube just gave us a, a really good uh, comment here. He puts, Rudy's don't lie. Now I want some barbecue. As in Rudy's barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> I told him well, I love that thing, comment. That's one thing Rudy, as far as me goes, I'm not <laughs> great at. So I can't promise that. But Rudy's barbecue, yeah. I know places better. I'll just throw that out there. Yeah, that's funny though. I mean, we need to put that on a shirt. Rudy's don't lie. <laughs> and All I right. know places better. There you go. I know places yeah, better. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so Mac, go ahead and give it to us. Predictions for the upcoming restart of the NBA season. You know, I'm kind of glad we're all a little bit on the same page in regards to the lineups. We all understand that the lineups have been absolutely trash the entire year. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it was it was always supposed to be like a tinkering year, but. At a certain point, you need to actually tinker. You can't just like, I'm just going to run these five guys out because that's what we have and then not try to see what else we can get out of our bag. Um, so hopefully in Orlando, they actually do tinker. And, you know, I would like to see like a lineup of DeJounte, Lonnie, DeMar, Trey, and Jakob. I think that would probably be like the ideal starting lineup. And then you have Derek, Bryn, or Patty, and then, um, you know, Everybody else fill in, Rudy and um, whoever else, Zeller, if we even run him out there. Um, <clears throat> I think realistically, I think they, they probably – they could – I would hope they achieve four and four. At least they, they go you know 500 this um, in Orlando. Um, I can't exactly see what, what Rudy's talking about. If they completely shit the bed in the beginning and they just – they don't learn anything or they haven't learned anything, yeah. it, it could go really, really bad. Um, but I think there's some winnable games. I mean, obviously, I think the the Kings, it's a coin toss. Um, and they play the Kings twice, right, I think? Or they play Utah twice. They play, they play Utah, Utah twice. twice. And remember, they also yeah. have that Pelicans game. And that Pelicans game is going to see a new look Zion. He actually dropped some weight. So now he's going to be scary fast. Yeah, no, and, and I agree. I mean, I think... I think they did a really good job of like saving that game where like Zion's debut because yeah. that game looked like it was slipping away from them really quickly and that 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 scared me because no one could conceivably stop Zion on that on that game and he was shooting lights out from from afar which is insane. Um so hopefully I mean that that one to me is more of a loss just because they've had some time together Zion's getting back into game shape and um and he's had that extended rest. So that one I would probably say is probably going to be a loss. But I think I think honestly they, they can they can take the Kings games. They can split with Utah. Um, the Denver Nuggets is going to be a pretty good game, I think. Um, but I do agree that that's probably a winnable game also. I don't know if Jokic is, 
has actually he's gotten had to trouble. Orlando. He's had some right. trouble. Yeah, so he hasn't right. made it over yet. Right, and that's, that's going to... Was... Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, just even today he was talking about having trouble getting on the court. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's going to determine a lot of things. I mean, because Jokic is pretty much the biggest, most vital part of that Denver, that Denver offense. So if you don't have him, um, yes, Denver is pretty deep, but I think they, they lose a huge, huge cog. And so it's going to hurt them a lot. So they could possibly win that one. Um, I definitely see, I could definitely see San, San Antonio taking, taking the Rockets and honestly, because I want the Rockets to lose, so I'm just going to give that one to San Antonio regardless. Um, and so that's why I think they can, you can give that one to pop over uh, D'Antoni. You talk that one up easily. Yeah. Yeah. easily. Yeah. Just like God intended. Yeah. <laughs> just like the basketball gods have been saying uh-huh. the yeah. entire, like, yeah. entire time they've been in the league. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I can honestly – I honestly – and that's not even my optimistic pick. I think honestly, like my pragmatic pick is is they go they go five hundred. Optimistically, I think they c- they could win six out of two or or go um, five and three. Um, but I think level headed approach is going to be going to be four and four. And that's that's going to be my pick. All right. And hopefully, we see more of Lonnie. All right. Well, that's respectable. It kind of goes along the lines with what Rudy said. But you have him winning two more games. You know, going four and yep. four. Rudy's going two and six. Uh, Robert Trejo, give us his prediction. Uh, you said they were going to go four and four, four and four too, just like Mac. Mm-hmm. All right, so that leaves you, John, from Spurs and Salsa. What are you giving me now? The crazy thing about this whole eight games is the schedule is not tough at all. They avoid the LA teams. They don't. There's not Great a game point. on here where you're like, oh my god, they're going to get killed. Great point. I agree. I don't think the Pelicans game is winnable just because. I, you know, Zion's coming to his own. The schedule is very winnable. Very, very winnable. The problem is, and everybody said it on here, we do not know the lineup. Um, what are they going to do with LaMarcus's minutes? Who's going to pick up those points? I have a feeling Rudy Gay is going to play the four a lot of the time, mainly to give that offense, the starting offense, some scoring. So you think they're going to move Trey to the five? He's going to be the center? Or let Pirtle run with it. Because, again, Pirtle, he's a traditional five. I mean, we've talked about it. Yeah. I, I think Rudy gets some run at the at the power forward just because, I mean, besides DeRozan, who's a consistent scorer on this team? So Fair I think enough. they do that. And I, I think the key is do they pull the trigger on sitting Forbes in the starting lineup, right? Do you put – Lonnie there do you put maybe a Keldon Johnson Derek White it's such an unpredictable eight games because they're all very winnable but you don't know if they're going to let the young guys go and you also don't know if this if there's anybody capable of picking up the I don't know what is it 18 minutes 18 points a game Aldridge gave us this year 20 around 18 yeah, or so least, yeah maybe mid mid 20s low 20s yeah so I mean I don't think one person will pick it up but can it can they spread it around? Can Lonnie give you five or six extra? Can can Derek White give you two or three extra? I mean, it it's very unpredictable. I'm gonna go three and five, just because I'm not 100 percent sure that they'll let the young guys run a lot of minutes. I could very easily see the starting lineup be Murray, Forbes, DeRozan, Ugh. Gay, and Pertle or Lyles. Ugh. Yeah, I, I, 
I mean, I if you had to guess, I mean, I don't know why Pop would change it now. We all hope that they run a little younger, but until I see it, you you don't believe um, it till you see it. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would, I would put my money on on Pop going with Jakob at the five and Trey at the four. And then uh, at the guard, at the guard, no pos- at the guard position, I, I I have no idea. I mean, Dejounte obviously would start, and then Demar, so that leaves one more spot. But who's going to be your shooting guard? But who scores? But who scores in that lineup? You 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 try to you try to turn that lineup, and instead of it being a great like half court scoring offense uh, offensive team, you that lineup probably depends more on its defense. You know, getting stops, going transition, yeah. getting to the rim, pushing the pace a little bit more. Um, cause Jakob can do that well. And you're talking about these eight, eight games. And, you know, I just had a thought right now. We play against the 76ers, right? The 76ers, they don't need, they don't need any of these eight games. Am I, am I incorrect? Like they're in the playoffs. Like they're not, none of these eight games really matter to them. So who's, who's to say that they are going to like play their starters the whole freaking game and really care enough to win this game. So that might, and that's Mike Brown. Maybe we get. Maybe we get away with Some that sympathy. one too. Yeah. <laughs> but do you maybe, think maybe I mean, it just works out where they don't play their starters the whole time? You know, maybe something like that where we can sneak that one out. Because I, mm-hmm. I mean, these other teams, like, yes, it matters to Sacramento, it matters to Grizzlies, it matters to. Um, it doesn't matter to Utah. Doesn't matter to Utah. Doesn't or really Houston. matter to. Doesn't really matter to Houston or or De- or Denver. But really, it's well, that's yeah. yeah yeah for so. But I mean, are they going to sit? Never know. I, mean, I don't know. If there's going to be minutes restrictions after. What three months <laughs> off, and there's only eight games. I don't know. If, I don't know. If teams are, I don't know <laughs> if they're going to do that. Crying. I don't think they're going to do that with these with these games, only because there's only they haven't played in so long. Yeah, and it's only eight games to the playoffs. Now the team, the one game that better be a gimme is the Nets. The Nets game, the preseason game. <laughs> if we oh, lose that preseason, preseason? <laughs> that's the preseason game. No, yeah, no but hey, you're yeah. right. If we lose that game, I'm not feeling good at all. <laughs> That's a, that's a great point. It's a valid point. I don't care. Not if quit. Even fielding a team. They just, I just, I just got a, re, I just got a report that they picked up Jamal Crawford. Yeah. So like they picked up Jamal Crawford. Uh, if I don't care if it's Quindary or Drew Ebanks on the floor playing forty eight minutes that game, we better win. We better win. That game. So if the Spurs lose to the Nets, you might as well call your travel agent. You might as yeah. well just get ready for the lottery. Yeah. Yeah. Making maybe make a short trip to Corpus, like I'm going to be doing next week. You know, <laughs> be lighting my prayer candle. Hopefully I don't get no COVID or nothing, man, because it's I haven't been anywhere and I need to get out of the house, dude. I need to see something new besides the four walls inside my house and my kids. <laughs> Yo, if Jamal Crawford goes off on us during that Brooklyn, uh, during that Nets game, it's going to be such a slap in the face because everybody, I mean, Spurs a lot fans, of Spurs fans, yeah, we're going to be sick. <laughs> everybody was saying, go pick up Jamal Crawford. Go yeah. pick up Jamal He's Crawford. He's still got game in the, him. The He's camp. got game in him. Yeah. Right, and there's the yeah, camp that said like he's washed, he's out, and then I'm, I mean, hey, you know what? If he goes and and cooks us for twenty points or whatever, twenty thirty points, that's gonna look, it's gonna be some egg on the face there. But yeah. I'm just, I mean, would you really want to go pick up another vet to take away minutes from the young guys? You don't, I mean, you don't have to like, you don't have to run him a lot. It's just if he needs, if you need to sit somebody out, you give him, you know, spare minutes. But, you know, but as it is, none of the young guys are getting a ton of minutes. I mean, and that's the problem with the lineups, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I wouldn't want even if Crawford if I thought he was really good still, you just Well, who's better? Would away. Crawford actually take Gay's minutes cuz Gay, let's face it, man, he's he's seen better days. No, cuz with lack of uh height, I mean Yeah. You would yeah. need Rudy Gay in there. Now, 
He would he take can, Lonnie Walker's minutes. You don't want he can definitely him. leave Bryn in San Antonio and play Jamal. I mean, that's where yeah. I think it goes. I think we all want him there, but I don't think any of us would really agree that he's going to take anybody's minutes. True. I mean, on right. a, he's not he's he not going to play more, any he's, he's not going to play defense all that yeah. much. Yeah, he'd be more like situational end of quarter. Insurance. You need a bucket. You need he's someone. Insurance. You need someone smart on the yeah. You need someone smart on the floor, and you just kind of throw him in. I'm sure he's capable of do, of uh, doing that role. Yeah, so let's go ahead and transition here to our last topic of this all-new episode of the Two Shots podcast, and that is Coach Pop. You know, Coach Pop has came out and, and stated, because uh, I saw this on Twitter, uh, Mike Finger of the Express News is the one that I, I saw report this. Uh, he stated that Coach Pop has already said that he's making the trek over to the Orlando bubble with the team, and he's going to coach the team despite uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. And, you know, the dangers that go along with that for somebody of Coach Pop's age. But then you actually have some of the other head coaches who are kind of in that same predicament and they're still making the trek over there. So coaches are going to always want to coach their team no matter what. But should we kind of be a little bit concerned for Coach Pop? You know, even though he's going in there and he's all he's all in, you know, and he's let's face it. Coach Pop is an X factor. You know, we we do need his knowledge out there and his coaching uh, to help this team ink out any wins that they can. But should we be concerned as Spurs fans? Let's go ahead and start with you, John. I think it's a good sign for the NBA because, I mean, let's face it, Pop's not somebody that would bite his tongue. If he didn't think it was safe, he'd be the first one to tell the world that it's not safe. So the fact that he feels comfortable with his own health in doing so, because, uh, again, he's a very intelligent person. He's a very outspoken person, whether you agree with him or not, but he would have, if he didn't feel safe, he would have easily came out and said, "It's not a safe environment. I don't even want to send my team out there. I'm not going." But the fact that he's he's been quiet about it, he's either being a really great company man for the league and putting his you know life at risk, or he feels very confident in what they have set up at Disney. So I, I think it's a good it's a good sign for the NBA that he hasn't said much and that he's quietly just going to go. So I'm going to trust him on this. And I'm, I'm, again, I think it's a good sign for the NBA. Yeah. What about you, Robert? What's your take on this whole situation? Should we be concerned for Coach Pop? Well, I think there's, I mean, we, we should be concerned for everybody, I think, in there. Yeah. Just, we don't want anything to happen to any yeah. team, to any player, to anybody any in that yeah, bubble. Anybody. Yeah, to any media member, to nothing. Because then it's going to kind of shut the whole thing or put it on pause, at least. I'm sure they have plans for all that. But for Pop in particular, absolutely not. <laughs> we don't want him to get sick. You know, we, we want him to to uh, be around for a while. Uh, he's just been through a lot in, over the past few years. And I feel like this is just one of those things that he did. Honestly, I want him there. It's kind of like a, a devil advocate myself. I'm like, he's risky, Rob. <laughs> Put your selfish needs away, you know. <laughs> but then I think this is him being like the ultimate leader. You know, he's like, my my squad's not going to go out there without me. He's, he's the general, man. That's he's true. like, I, I'm going to yeah. lead these guys out there. If they're putting their lives on the line, I'm going to put my life on the line, blah, blah, blah. He's not going to just let them do it. And I like how he said, you know, he knows. He knows the risk. But, um. You know, he's he's doing it probably for more than just himself right now. Okay. And what I about agree. you, Rudy? You concerned about Coach Pop or are you glad he's making the trek over there with the team? Oh, he's a grown man. I mean, if he feels he can be there, then let him be there. If he feels that it's not right for him to be there, he's a grown man. He knows what, you know, what was going on. So, I mean, as a 
you know, as a fan, you know, covering the Spurs and all, I, I really wouldn't pop there. Yes. The only thing really you should be concerned more about is, you know, his rotation is it. I mean, that's <laughs> it. So I think he'll be fine. Nothing, nothing will happen. And, you know, from a small example is that TBT tournament going on. I've been watching that and kind of covering that. And they've got a magnificent, you know, uh, thing going on with COVID because, you know, in there they had one player on one team test positive. They sent that entire team home. So, I mean, yeah. we're seeing these these different um, safety measures being put in by different leagues. I think the NBA is doing everything right, you know, that they can. They, they also are aware that if it gets a little out of hand, they're just going to cancel the whole bubble season and send everybody home. So I feel Pop, you know, did his research on everything. And by him saying he wants to be there, it's, it's you know, like the guys are saying, it's proving that, you know, he's – He's the general. He wants to lead his team into battle, and that's a good thing. Uh, if he does, you know, if something does happen, you know, the NBA has a lot of great medical people there, especially Spurs staff. You know, only one guy's ever had a problem with the medical staff from the San Antonio. He's not here no more. So <laughs> they've got a great medical staff. So I have full, you know, I have full your know, confidence in the medical Bruce, staff that Pop will be Bruce fine. is taking that that axe to everybody, man. Oh man, you, this is your first Nobody show with says. me. All y'all's first show with me. I I take yeah. that axe. I'm I'm the shining all over again when it comes to sports, man. Rudy Rudy's the <laughs> Russian Rudy, judge from the Olympics, man. Rudy's that Russian judge. Everybody oh. gives him a ten. I give him a two. <laughs> Overall, it's oh, you're the Dwayne Wade. You're the Dwayne Wade. Yeah, there you go. He's the Dwayne Wade of the dunk contest. <laughs> the dunk contest who let us down fine. again. I have no worries about. I have no worries <laughs> about Pop being there. I just want to see what's going to happen in these eight games. I don't care if they win. I don't care if they lose. I just want to see what happens in these eight games. So that's kind of the way I look at it. Hey, maybe that's something we should do as a bit, man. Like get one of those little mini hoops out and have our own little dunk contest on there. Oh, <laughs> Live stream that. <laughs> it's kind of kind of a good idea. Hey, I got a little red car. I got a little red car that my kids used to play with. We can actually put that there in front of the rim and jump over it, you know? (laughs) I love Blake Griffin, you know? (laughs) Maybe we can get one of our kids to sit in the car, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I couldn't even jump over a house right now, so that might be a good idea. (laughs) We'll put a Cheeto out there for Rudy then. You can jump over the Cheeto. (laughs) Bust an ankle or something. So we have all these, you know, uh, let's go ahead and read some of these comments because really um, there's a lot of Spurs fans that kind of were a little bit concerned about Coach Pop because I had put this out on Twitter earlier, you know, and I'm like, should we be concerned for Coach Pop, you know, going out there in the bubble, you know? And Spurs fans had a lot to say about that, man. To my to my surprise, you know, I thought it was going to be, oh, okay, they're going to be like, oh, cool, Coach Pop is going, you know, and they're all, you know, excited about it, but... There wasn't so much, <laughs> you know, they were kind of a little bit concerned about Coach Pop. So let me go ahead and read some of these comments that I'm I'm going to get you right now. So some of these com- some of the comments we're going to read from the from the beginning. <laughs> uh, my friend Angel, guy I went to West Campus with. Shout out to you, Angel. Uh, he was a West Campus alumni. Uh, he put he put a big gif out there. He put Coach Pop trying to sneak out of quarantine to get a little sip of some Pino Grigio wine. <laughs> uh, I said, Bill, all y'all, all y'all wash your hands. He puts, as Finger says, Pop knows the risk and he's taking it. Unless he had health-related conditions, it says, I knew wild horses wouldn't keep Coach Pop from coaching in Orlando. And it, it's true. You know, 
he knows the risk and he's going out there and he's, he's just going to go and coach the team because it's his job and he's going to do it to the best of his ability. Um, Joseph also says, uh, I don't blame him, to be honest. He said, yes, he is older, but the Spurs are, are his life. He's probably been at his house quarantining for months and who knows how long he's going to coach after this. So if he wants to go and be there for the guys and chase that 23-year record, I support his choice, you know? Uh, Brandon Draw says he should have let Becky and Timmy handle the duties. <laughs> Peter Garcia says, I really wish he would stay away from his for his safety, but obviously he is not built that way, uh, praying for his health. And 21 for life, Hall of Famer uh, on Twitter says, I don't think the NBA will completely execute the plan as too many positive cases may rise. Pop needs to continue practicing social distancing. Wish he could coach from home, to be honest. And that's what I was saying, man. They're in the house of the mouse. They brought they brought Star Wars. We could just, you know, have Coach Pop come in a la, you know, hologram or something, man. Yeah. yeah there you, <laughs> go. you know, come on now. You know, you could do I, something like that. Honestly, it boggles my mind. Like, I, I obviously, you know, we're the land of the free, home of the brave. You have your, your, you know, your American liberties and do what you want to do, individual responsibility. But it just like on a on a I guess trying to figure out pop's mindset which is impossible like why would he not uh, aside from all what we've discussed yet like why would he not give the opportunity for either Becky um Tim or um damn I forgot the other coach Will Hardy Will Hardy yeah um why would they they not why would he not want to give one of them the responsibility to you know to usher in the new the new the new guys into you know into the lineup i just i mean i find that obviously i support pop and what he's doing and you know there's no one else i would rather go to battle battle with and for um i just i mean i'm kind of just playing that dad, devil's advocate here like why would he I, I'm, I'm kind of curious like why would he not want that Could to happen yeah. hey let Could me read let me read one more comment let me read one more comment uh my friend over here anthony gonzalez i forgot to read his comment i didn't scroll all the way up he puts pop's thinking if i can withstand coaching in a bubble then i can withstand coaching a bunch of egos in the olympics <laughs> okay there you go shout out to you anthony it, thank you for tuning could it in. be rafa mac was saying could it be that and let's put this in you know let's put this in real time could this be pop's last eight games yeah, yeah we never yeah, know exactly it could, be. It could he just be. wants to go out with these last eight games and that's it riding you know riding into the sunset after this that's a great point you know Man, squeezing milking it for what it is how how cheated would we be as a fan base that we don't get to say bye to him in the AT and T Center? Perfect pop. Uh, yeah, that's, that's been one all that man. He's gonna be like that's, Timmy. I'm out. You right. Know? That's that's yeah. been Timmy. That's been that's been Manu. That's been Tony. Like yeah. everybody. Nobody's had that like that farewell parade like they did for you know for Dirk or for um, bless yeah Kobe yeah or for bless his heart Kobe yeah. Man, why do you got to bring going, up Kobe for? Now you can get uh, me depressed, <laughs> man. <laughs> I think I don't think Pop's the type of guy though to say, "Hey Becky or Tim, you go risk your health." Yeah, exactly. And I'll oh, stay back. Very good point. Yeah, yeah that's very true. good point. Touche. And I, I think just, that. Oh no, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's it. Yeah, he he's not that type of person. Yeah. Touche. Uh, and I think I think for the most part, and it's something that I think is there, but we just don't know about, is that. The Spurs are coached by committee a lot right now. I don't even yeah. think Pop is heavily yes. involved right now. I think, you know, like when he's been out and Timmy took over that one game where he won against Charlotte, you know, he said that, uh, 
you know, they would have done the exact same thing no matter who was technically the head coach. You know, they had home uh, one of the coaches make a game plan. This other coach was, you know, they would have done the same thing, you know, no matter who was in that seat. So I feel like there's a lot of that going on right now behind the scenes with, uh, I mean, look at our summer league squads for the past two years. You know, Becky, Will Hardy before that. I think Becky the year before that. Um, so he does give these guys a lot of responsibility and um, opportunity. I just feel this is just a weird situation. Yeah, like you said, um, like like you said, John. I think it's just him not wanting to be that guy to yeah, stay yeah. home. Yeah, yeah he's going to be point. the example. He's going to go out there and he's going to be the general and he's going to lead his troops into battle. You know, that's Coach Pop. So, yeah, like Rudy said, you know, we should kind of uh, really tune in and watch these games because we never know what can happen. You know, I want I want Coach Pop's mask to say I want some nasty. The Spurs oh. need some nasty, dude. That'd be dope, right? They should they should need to they, they should sell I mean, those would, masks. Yeah. That would have been an amazing mask to sell instead of just like the logo. There you go, or Rudy. Just or just nasty, just nasty. <laughs> you know, Rudy can make some like coin making some bootleg co- like Coach Pop mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, park my park my car on military and start selling. There you go, <laughs> man. Sell them to the raza, dude. <laughs> Ten bucks on a Sunday night. <laughs> there you go. You know that's a good idea. I mean, pop with the. I want some nasty mask yeah. and on the final minute of the eighth game and, you know, say the Spurs aren't going anywhere. What if he reveals like a New Jersey Nets mask? Oh, oh, WWE no. oh no. no. We're not, <laughs> we're <laughs> done that rabbit hole. Here we go. Hey, like y'all can't blame like me. Yeah, like, like, yeah. I come from the Jeff Garcia school of, you know, comic and fiction and everything. Will Hardy's going to be coaching. He's going to come out of nowhere with a chair. They're going to RKO. Somebody's going to come out with the RKO. Sean All right. Marks will come out and he'll hit uh, RC Buford with the chair. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Pop's coming with me. Yeah. There you, there go. you go. All right, guys. Well, we're going to go ahead and bring the show to an end because we've been on here for quite some time. But it was a great time talking Spurs basketball with all of you guys again. Uh, I like having a lot of guests on. It makes the show go a little bit more... Uh, fluid you know it's more exciting and it's great to hear all the opinions that everybody has no matter how different they might be everybody had valid points you know so thank you guys for being gracious uh guests today we got to do this again soon but before we go ahead and end the show i'd like to go around here and let everybody plug themselves and let everyone know where they can follow you on social media or if you got a new podcast dropping where they can hear that we'll start with you john from spurs and salsa all right, you could follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Spurs and Salsa. There's also a Facebook uh, fan page. Just search Spurs and Salsa. We will drop we drop new podcasts every week. So subscribe. We're on Apple, uh, Google, Spotify, Podbean, all that. I appreciate the time, guys. Yeah. No Tinder. <laughs> I'm no, just kidding no with Tinder. you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, man, I gotta throw it in there, man. You know, one last time. I know you've been, look, you've been looking for me on Tinder right there. <laughs> I've been on Tinder. Swipe Spurs right, and salsa. All right. And Mac Ben, yeah. Mac Ben Media from At The Line Podcast. Where can they follow you guys? Yeah, guys. Uh, you can follow me at Mac Ben Media. Um, I'm, Twitter's my main social media, so I don't really do anything else. Uh, you can also follow the podcast, At The Line Pod. Um, we are going to pick up back recording we've been a little bit on a hiatus especially um, along with the nba coming back we'll get into it um i really enjoyed the time here with everybody it was great um this is my first time actually on camera 
So uh, I really appreciate you, you Joe, for giving me the opportunity to be on here, and everybody else. It was great. Thanks for thanks for it. Yeah, it's always a good time. We're gonna have you back on again, so everybody can see your sexy face, and maybe next time you'll give us your Tinder handle. You know, it <laughs> <That> doesn't exist. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. All right, Robert, go ahead and let us know where we can go ahead and see a Bucking Spurs podcast, and also let them know about the YouTube channel that you have where you break down some videos. Yeah, I'm doing uh, film rooms. I'm doing. I've been doing a lot of them lately. You can go to robtrejojr.com backslash Bucking Spurs and and that's where you can find everything I got going on with Bucking Spurs. Go to projectspurs.com. Uh, you can catch some of my film rooms there as well. Um, and then go to oocspurs.com to check out what me and the guys over there got going on. Um, appreciate you guys having me. It was a lot of fun, boys. Let's do it again. Joe, thanks a lot, man. Yeah, anytime, man. We got to do this again. It was fun having everybody on. And without further ado, Rudy Campos Jr. of Sweep the League. Let us know where we can see all the great content that you guys are going to be cranking out because the NBA draft will be coming up soon. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, thanks, Joe, for uh, inviting me on. First time doing a show with these guys. Well, thank you guys for putting up with my antics. You can follow <laughs> me on Twitter. It's at Sweep the League. Facebook is a Sweep the League fa- Facebook page. Uh, www.sweeptheleague.com website. We're getting built uh, back up again. We were on hiatus too, so we're getting back uh, up and running again. Like Joe said, we're going to do our NBA draft show. We just got done with the NFL draft show. Four hours of hearing my voice is a terrible, (laughs) terrible thing, but we managed to get through it again for the second year. And also, um, radio show. We're having an announcement of a radio show coming out here pretty soon. Nice. uh, Here in San Antonio, Texas. Congratulations, man. That's amazing. Appreciate it. Awesome. Appreciate it, guys. We look forward to just having fun with everybody. So, yeah, you can find me on with Joe Garcia, too. Friday Night Takeover. That's always fun. Um, again, I don't know how they put up with me on that either, but they've managed to do it. So <laughs> we just like to have fun. But, again, thanks, you guys, for uh, letting me have fun with you guys tonight. Yeah, and also Tim Rodriguez says, if I'm going to be live streaming during uh, the Orlando bubble, you know, when the Spurs go out there and the NBA restarts their season, the answer is yes. Me and Robert and... You know, some of the guys from Project Spurs will be doing our thing with the Spurs takeover. So we hope to either, you know, maybe do a little, you know, pregame show and also be there for the postgame show. And I know me and Robert definitely are going to be there talking about the scrimmage games, you know, after the games occur. So we can kind of break that down and, you know, let you guys know what we saw and said game. And know there's going to be a lot of rust in those first three games. They are really mean, meaningless games. Win or lose, it really doesn't matter. It's just the team trying to get back in rhythm. But if they do lose against the Nets, everybody's just going to pull the plug. <laughs> like they said, it's over. I think that was you, Robert, right? The world is going to burn if they lose to the Nets. No, just, yeah. just gonna, everybody's going to burn down Twitter. Can you imagine Twitter? Wow. Spurs Twitter? For a lot of reasons. Yeah. Wow. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, don't so, let us down, Spurs. Don't let, don't us, let down. us down. Hey, but I've, I've <laughs> yeah. missed being on Spurs Twitter either during the games or after the games, we all kind of came together and bashed. Oh, it's the craziest. Bryn and Marco. <laughs> I got blocked by Marco, and I didn't do anything. I was guilty by association. I said nothing Hashtag bad about free him. Two shots. Hashtag yeah, free two shots. I said shots. nothing about the guy. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> I got blocked. And then somebody else on Spurs Twitter was always bashing him, and they were still, you know, allowed to be part of his Twitter feed, you know, for quite some time, <laughs> and then they finally got blocked. So. <laughs> There's no rhyme or reason to it, but getting blocked by Marco was a badge of honor. I kind of missed the antics that we had on Spurs <laughs> Twitter during games. It was fun. Oh, they'll kick back up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rudy <laughs> needs to tune Paul. in for that. 
He really needs to let tune Bryn, in. Let Bryn Forbes start game one. You'll see Spurs Twitter burn. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're going to say burn it all. Yeah. Burn it all down. Uh-huh. Yeah. Before everyone's the game gonna even be, starts, everyone's oh, yeah. just going to... Yeah, there's a lineup release. A bunch of like, oh well, gifs. Oh well, that goes yeah. that. And Rudy's gonna come in and throw gasoline on the fire. <laughs> I kind of just throw a little bit of words here and there, and I just kind of <laughs> sit back and watch it all burn, like a little Viking funeral half the time. So he's gonna just drink some 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 whiskey or have a beer and say, "I'm gonna watch it all burn." <laughs> watch. All right. All down. All right, guys. So we're gonna go ahead and end it on that note. But you can go ahead and follow me at Two Shots Podcast on Twitter, and it's spelled out at Two Shots Podcast, T W O S H O T S Podcast. And you can also check us out on the internet, or like I, I like to piss off Jeff Garcia and say the World Wide Web because it really irks <laughs> him when I say that. So you can go ahead and check out our website at Two Shots Podcast dot com. And also, guys, make sure you do tune in and check out our new show. The Friday Night Takeover. And again, it's going to be on Fridays from 6 to 8 p.m. So for Robert Trejo Jr., Mac Ben Media, John from Spurs and Salsa, and Rudy Campos Jr. from Sweep the League, I'm Joe Garcia. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening and watching another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. And like we always say, spread the love, stop the hate, be kind. We're out. Peace.